This podcast is brought to you by the letter C, which stands for cannabis, but not Chris. That starts with a K. That's right. You are listening to nothing other than Canisations with Chris. Welcome, everybody, to Canisations for the second time, if you will. Uh, we are live and we have us. I'm Chris Brown, your host, and we have a very special guest hailing all the way from Alberg, Vermont. We have Nick Smith. Give it up, everybody. Nick Smith. I need to get some hands. I need to get some hand clap. Yeah, all that for people. But uh, yeah, man, welcome to the podcast, man. Thank you for coming out. Thanks for having me, Chris. So just real quick, what we like to do on this podcast is I'm I'm giving you a platform to talk about who you are, where you came from, because you are part of a big movement in Vermont. You know what I'm saying? With the cannabis becoming legal. So I want to give you the time to talk about who you are because it's funny how I've seen different people who have all this wonderful flower or this wonderful business or they know what they're doing, but they've had to live in the shadows. So the point of this podcast is to bring you out of the shadows, talk about who you are, what you got going on, and what you gonna have going on. You know what I'm saying? So, come on, man, tell us a little bit about Nick Smith. Yeah, so I grew up in St. Albans, Vermont. I'm a native Vermonter, uh, probably fourth, fifth, sixth generation Vermonter. I end up moving to Bakersfield in my teens, probably 16, and that's when I first got my first exposure to growing cannabis. Um, I'd been smoking a little bit before then, not like a big problem, but my parents told me that if I got all A's and B's on my report cards that I could grow in the woods. So I started growing at the age of 16. I'm 36 now. Been growing for pretty much, yeah, 20 years, not nonstop. But so when I went to college, I went to Humboldt State University where I intended on getting very good grades and just focusing on school. But I guess the universe had a different plan for me. I ended up meeting the right people, or you could yeah, call it the wrong people. They, at one point in time, they were both categorized, and now they're the right people. Back yeah. then, they was the wrong people. Yeah. yeah. I'm very happy and fortunate to have met the people I did then. They took my interest in cannabis, and I didn't get a college degree, but I got my PhD in cannabis growing, per se. There you go. The ice cream cake that you gave me? Oh. It was, it was, I, I, I smoked the air, I, I, wrote, I like to roll blunts, and then I started smoking bowls because I was like, I want this to last. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So you do have some really, I can tell you've been growing for 20 years. You know what I'm saying? I showed you my few plants, and, you know, I've been growing for like three, you know, nothing too long, but I can see the better from last year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And also, this, uh, this joint is from... Um, um, Freedom Flower, Chris Chabot. So this is, you know what I'm saying, this is his his strain, if, I'm not believe, if I believe it's called Strawberry Cheesecake or something <laughs> like that. It's something of the sort. But, yeah, yeah. this is. There's some tasty flour there. Yeah, yeah Chris also, um, he does something that I haven't seen anyone else do with THC mm. is his uh, THC seltzers that are really nice. They're low dosage, yeah. so it's compliant, but they're very tasty, and it's. A nice dose. Yeah, he 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 has it down. You know, it was funny because I, I I'm I don't think that I can. I'm not nervous about edibles, but you know what I'm saying. You don't know how to gauge it because I smoke a lot, 
And at the same time, because I smoke a lot, I feel like it's going to take a lot. And then while it's while I'm waiting, I'm thinking it's not working. I'm gonna eat some more. And then three hours later, I'm laying on the ceiling. You know what I'm saying? So you know, I don't. But his potency of his drinks are like you can tell that they're very. They're for the weak. They're for the you know not the weak. I'm not gonna say the weak, but the but the Mellow. beginners, the mellows. Yeah. The, you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, shout out to Chris, man. Thank you for this, buddy. Yeah, it's delicious flour and it's cured properly. Yeah. I can tell it doesn't have any kind of a harsh taste or um, feeling in my lungs. He's done yeah, it right. That's good. Well, yeah. yeah, come on, tell us some more about. So, you know, one of the. I hope my mama hears this podcast. You know what I'm saying? Because that is an awesome way to get your kid to have good grades. I was getting pretty much low C's and D's, and then my. Dad made that deal with me, and then my grade just skyrocketed. <laughs> it was great. It gave me a passion for something to keep me out of trouble. Just growing in the woods, I, it was totally harmless. So <coughs> I'm glad that he could see through the prohibitionist mindset of our laws and see that it's just no different than, I don't know, he, he didn't even let me drink alcohol then, but he let me do that. He just saw it as being a made by nature. If, you know, if Mother Nature made it, it's okay. Yeah, that's true. And that's kind of the way I looked at it. I mean, I drank when I was younger, but at the same time, you know what I'm saying? I always preferred to smoke. You know, I drink at parties, but and now I still smoke at parties. You know, you get crossfaded, but you know, now, like, I have a side. I don't even drink that much unless I go on stage or something like that. But, like, I don't even, I have, like, while I'm grilling, I'll have a cider and a J or a bowl or, you know what I'm saying, whatever. So that's a good, that's a good thing. Like, how old is your dad, if you don't mind me asking? I believe he's 62 or 63. He's actually back with my mom at the grow facility over Emerald Visions, trimming my first crop, getting it ready right now? to go to retailers. Yeah, right oh, now as man. we speak. Hey, I know I met your dad, but man, you got some amazing parents. Thank well, you. I met you, you I haven't met your mom, but I'm pretty sure she's attached to you and your dad. She's pretty amazing, too. Yeah, she puts my dad to shame and everyone I know trimming. She uh, has the eye for detail, was kind of like a, into crafting and all that stuff with little nitpicky details. Yeah, and that's good, man. Perfect. We're all so, about the family being part of it. That's And that was going to be my next question, was going to be like, how do you, is this... I'm I'm not I'm assuming like you're gonna do you have children? No, my wife and I just have two dogs. We've decided for right now at least we don't we're not really in a place where we want yeah. children. Well, I mean I'll cut all that out if you want. No, no, you can keep it in there. It's fine. That no, it's a good question. All right, yeah. cool. Well, I'm, the reason why I asked is because uh I wanna know like I want to be a, a cultivator of some sort. I definitely want to be more than what I am right now in the cannabis uh, community uh, right now, but um, I like to get people's views on how do they, how are they going to, is this going to be a generational thing? Like, are you going to teach your children if you have a child? Like, how is, what's, what's your plan with your kids? Yeah, if we have, end up having kids, we'd, um, I wouldn't really want them smoking cannabis at too young of an age, just because at the same time, if they do, it wouldn't be the end of the world. Yeah. Um, but I think that they should just know that growing cannabis should be no different than say if I'm a, um, Sean Hill or I'm not comparing myself to him cause he's the best, but, yeah. um, a brewer, you know, like, um, it's, 
it's a career path that shouldn't be frowned upon whatsoever. And I think that it's, this is an art and a science, so it should be something that should be held to a much higher regard than it just being an illegal activity and it's getting there. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's great, man. I think that the generational thing will, it'll come, it'll kind of go away with the stigma behind cannabis as our grandparents generations start unfortunately passing away. But I think that it'll become normal. Yeah. And that's how I feel. It's like the younger crowd, we know like it's just a plant, but our parents and their parents, this was the devil's lettuce. This was dope. This was all jazz cigarettes and all left hand. You know what I'm saying? But it's crazy because, like, it's just a plan. And a lot of those same people who said those things were either, A, smoking weed behind closed doors, or they were drinking. You know what I'm saying? And drinking and some even some with, you know, with the, you know, white collar drugs. You know what I'm saying? But still, all that stuff is processed. You can grow this yourself. Yeah. I don't have to, you know, if you know what you're doing and you learn that craft, you can grow it yourself. You know what I'm saying? Or you can come out to any dispensary in Vermont and find Emerald Vision cannabis. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but it's always a, you know, it's good that like we can teach our kids. And you're right, it'll go away. You know what I'm saying? Once that happens. So, yeah, I mean, you have a little yeah. speed boost like when um, the former Speaker of the House John Boehner entered after he left um, the House. He became a advisor or a consultant for a large cannabis firm. And see, this guy was so against cannabis that he was outspokenly against it. And then once he saw the money involved, now he is one of the biggest advocates for it. But you'll get more people as cannabis um, becomes a more accepted industry. And there's establishments that um, they consider to be safe investments. All these people will not just see it as a drug. They'll see it as a sound investment and actually just part of our society. Accepted and not frowned upon exactly. part of our society because it yeah. is part. It is. I, it's funny because when I was younger, I went to Amsterdam and I was in the military. I went overseas and uh, was roaming the streets of Amsterdam. And it was crazy that you could walk into any store and not only buy cannabis but you would buy you could get mushrooms too or uh, i can't remember what psilocybins it's like now i went to california you know and i've seen like where they are and this was back when i went to amsterdam it was like 2007 2008 no 2006 2007 and now in california i went in 2021 and it's just now getting there without the psilocybin and then i've been to a few places here and it's like they're still kind of behind the but we're just opening it's just starting but it's awesome to see that yeah definitely and certain i think that denver may have passed something saying yeah. that uh, psilocybin's legal and yeah. it has a lot of medical benefits as well just like cannabis it does especially micro dosing on yeah. on uh, psilocybin it's funny because i met a guy that i worked with every day and i i knew him you know what i'm saying he was a good dude he was a server i ain't gonna say his name but uh, he was he was working every day, very outgoing. And then I started hearing about psilocybins. And I was like, ah, I've always thought that was kind of like the bad drugs as well. And he was like, hey, man, I'm, I'm microdose every day. And it's not like I'm in here all, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, a, it just gives you like a mood boost. 
And I did it for like two or three days and it was really like, a, oh, this this is really, you know, it it's just a good thing, you know. But it's one of those things, like you said, that people, people have to pass on for this to, you know, for, for everybody to be like, eh, it's just this, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, mushrooms have had the stigma of making you see like a pink elephant, which is far from the truth. There's nothing that is completely added to your your vision like that yeah. when you're on psilocybin. Yeah. So, story time. I was in Amsterdam, and I'm, I had mushrooms for the first time. I'm walking around, and I think I was in Amsterdam for like like two days. I end up no three days. I end up getting stuck. You know what I'm saying in Amsterdam. There's a lot worse problems, <laughs> but I got stuck and I took some mushrooms and was walking around the city and I seen a pink elephant with purple polka dots. And I was like, yo, I see an elephant. And the dudes I was with was like, nah, you ain't see. And then like, and this was like the first night around the last night I had met this chicken. We were sitting outside smoking a J and I told her about it. And she was from Amsterdam. She grew up right outside of it, but she had moved to the city, you know. But uh, she said that they have a man that they used to dress up in a pink uh, 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 elephant suit. And he would go from bar to bar. He would walk in the bar, and it was just to be like a tourist, touristy effect. And so they would walk in the bar, go in the bathroom, take it off, put it in the trash bag, and walk to the next bar walk in the bathroom, put it on, walk to the next bar, take it off, and it was just a thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, I seen him. I seen the pink elephant with the purple polka dots. But it's funny that that's like a real, like that's what they think you, I mean, you you do. You, you don't, You you. I think people need to try it. Be more open to psilocybin, especially with microdosing and things like that. Yeah, and especially in a comfortable setting, it can be a very life-changing thing. Absolutely. It's powerful and it's almost like a mental reset if you're in a deep depression or you have bad anxiety. It can exactly. help you learn tools to deal with that and somewhat can even eliminate your depression or anxiety yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And it, it's like, like I said, it was definitely a mood booster. Where did you come up with your logo, if you don't mind me asking? Um, my wife and I collaborated on the original design. I, we had certain ideas and elements I wanted to throw in there, like, we had rules when we were coming up with our business name, which we ended up settling for Emerald Visions, that we don't want anything regional or the, with the word cannabis in it or flower, I don't know, anything that was just cliche. So we went more abstract with Emerald Visions. It's a funny story. We originally, we had a lot of hard time coming up with a business name just on a writer's block or whatever, but um, we finally came up through with a name through the advice of one of my wife, Ashley Bowen's co-workers, Josh. He, um, he said, yeah, green vision. So I got that all in doubt, down on paper and I was bringing my paperwork to go get the name registered as an LLC. I was like, you know, that's just kind of boring. Green visions. So I just like kind of was like, OK, what else? You know, what's another color of green? So specified emerald and having uh, really like dove deep into the cannabis world out in Humboldt. That's part of the Emerald Triangle. So Humboldt, Mendocino, and Trinity County. So it's kind of it's meaningful to me, like the visions of the Humboldt County to me, where like I kind of dove, got really involved in cannabis cultivation. So yeah, it went from just a name to Emerald Visions now is just my vision for, um, for our business and of where this plant and 
and just the product can really excel at. And it's, it's great. So I have a lot of big plans for Emerald Visions and the cannabis industry in Vermont, and we'll try to make them come to fruition. That's just true. kind of the universe unfolded itself for us again mm-hmm. with that name. Man, that universe is one to unfold itself when it happens, man. I tell you. <laughs> Trust me, I know. Um, that's do- I, yeah, you see my card. Yeah. Like, it's funny because I was at a point in uh, where I had just walked out. of not. I did a soft walkout of my job before I started my voiceover career. And I didn't know what I was going to do, but it had to be voiceovers. Like, I had to, I'm going to make this happen. You know what I'm saying? So it was funny because... Uh, I quit, I would say, on a Wednesday. And that next day, that Thursday, a guy texted me. Actually, the same guy I was telling you about with the, that was microdosing, the same guy texted me. He was like, hey, man, I'm part of a group, you know, a networking group. It's me and I, and I know you, you know what I'm saying? And so it was awesome how, like, I didn't have nothing to do with that. That was 100% the universe, like. I just stepped out on faith to do this voiceover. And, it's, and I'm going to tell you, it's, it's it's definitely something you have to put in work, you know. Having a good voice is just the start of it, you know what I'm saying? So it's definitely, like, with the universe and how that lined up. And then I got part of a group, and I got a website built. I got a logo. Like, it was really, like, a big thing for me, you know what I'm saying? It was a so, giant leap of faith you took, and uh, you committed, and you've executed very awesome well thank you man i appreciate it it's kind of like this room like i built this room unknowingly that i was going to be doing this i started building this room in 19 and i knew i wanted to do a podcast i just didn't know what it was going to be about and it was kind of like how everything just dissected like field of dreams if you build it they will come yeah, it's you know like the I'm... culmination all of your life efforts, <laughs> all of a sudden just lining up and it makes sense. There's a moment where it just clicks. This is what I need to be doing. Yes. It presented itself to you with the legalization of cannabis. Yep. And then you met people. I mean, you already you have the best sound voice that I've heard. So <laughs> thank you, man. That made sense for you. You put in the work of Facts. building in the room. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so, a really cool room. You got well, um, I appreciate awesome, it, man. Like it's... all the art, the the decorations you've done they're great yo so i ain't gonna get into it i tell you off podcast but this piece right here i built when at i don't want to say a bad time in my life but i was in a very learning time in my life so this was my first one that i made and then i made this one after I made this one. So check this out. I ain't gonna friend this is my podcast. So I can say what I, whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> but I was in prison. You know what I'm saying? So I did this one and I'm they we had an art class and it was like you should make a collage. And I was like, ah, I had all these magazines. Let's start collecting all these magazines. And then I built this collage. You know what I'm saying? And I had to do it with a needle, like a sewing needle and a roller. So I cut all this stuff out that you see on here with a sewing needle and a ruler, okay? And then I've got, I was in, and I just think this took like six to eight months to make. And then when I made this one, this one I had safety scissors. You can have in the, in the, in the trustee pod, you can have safety scissors. 
so you can see it's a little bit more uh uh oriented like cut you know what I'm saying if you if when when you look at it you'll see it it's more like the way I cut it off and stuff and this one when I graduated and went to college I mean when I went to college I uh this was in an art class and it was like hey we want you to build a collage and I was like ma'am you don't know who you talking to to build a collage collage so, master exactly here, here you. <laughs> and so I uh yeah so I those are the these are my three art pieces you know what I'm saying with with me going to prison it's not like uh like yeah you know what I'm saying but this was I always look at it because you know it's like a way that I know like where I came from and where I'm at right now. Like, you know, that all makes so much more sense. I love the, so I spent three months in jail for yeah. cannabis possession for sales and having been there, just the despair in there, it's yeah. so depressing. Yeah. Um, so I That's can, awesome. that means a lot to me seeing what you have on there, what you chose. I get it. Yeah. Not, I don't get it completely because you have a different situation, but yeah, I can see how everything it, it, it means more. I, I swear to God, the, every, it's a story. And like everything that's in this picture pertains to why I got locked up, things that I was chasing and, you know, stuff like that. So this has like both of these have like that meaning behind it. One of them is more jovial. You know what I'm saying? Like this is my this is when I was working out. So that's why I put the 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 resurrection of the beast so i was jacked i was huge <laughs> so i felt like i was i was about to come home i was about to rebirth and it was like I, I i did four years so i get this mentality like everybody can get it when i get home you know what i'm saying yeah i so, kind of saw that in a couple um yeah uh, it's back i saw yeah. that's just like looking to the future so you have, um let me uh, see there's i got a it might be oh no so if you look on here it says three years and eight months right there oh yeah i see yeah, that so this one you know i'm not for sure let me see the corner hold on one second i'm pretty sure this one was my first because it's so big well it's good yeah. to keep your hope up when you're in there like yeah. i can see like i don't know you don't yeah yeah i'm pretty sure this one was the first one I don't know. I don't know. What it is was my first one. I did them back in like 2000, from 2008 to 2013. And since I've been home, I've smoked a lot of weed since then. So things get jumbled up in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you but and I yeah. were locked up at the same time. I was in there 20, 2019. Or no, 2009, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. How do you? 36. Oh, 36. Okay, yeah. We, that's dope. We ran, I'm 38, so we ran the same age, yeah. But, uh, yo, it's funny because... Um, like it's awesome how like people are the ones that got convicted of cannabis can now have a license is that correct yeah not only can we have a license but through proving that i was negatively impacted by the war on cannabis i got uh, the social equity status so i got a free license the first year second year 75 percent off third year 50 percent off fourth year it's 25 percent off and at year five i pay the full fees of the license oh, man that is great yeah. oh that's awesome well shout out to who that's that, that is like amazing like shout out to whoever made that law like i know like uh 
like Caleb with the fine print, he knows all this stuff, but I'm not this type of that type of guy, but it's awesome because I want to bring people on who know this stuff. And, you know, that's I didn't know. I knew they got a free license, but that's why when I said it, it was very light. Yeah, you, know, you may be I, hearing from me first, but the um, Efficiency Vermont is now not um, they give rebates for cultivators for buying um, energy efficient equipment. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. are going to go one step further with the help of the state. And anyone that's a social equity uh, applicant who got a license for cultivation will be getting a social equity bonus on our rebates for our grow equipment. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I just found out about that two days ago oh, from an Efficiency Vermont person. That's dope. I was watching the news uh, a couple a couple days ago, and they was talking about how uh, certain businesses in this region have to pay like, close to $100,000 in taxes. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, I'm, and I say this next thing lightly, like cannabis sells itself, like it does to a point, but it, it's like a hundred thousand dollars to people going in to buy the cannabis. They're like, what are you doing? That's crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's awesome that, you know what I'm saying? You, you know, they, they're doing that for y'all. Yeah, good. it's very good. And there, um, there will be at some point, some sort of, a a group just to help social equity applicants too, with just resources of uh, business consultants and stuff like that. And people to actually design grow rooms and consult on all retail sales and manufacturing. Yeah. 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 When I went to the net cannon event or net can event, um, I was seeing how, how it was, you know, it was kind of mind blowing because when you, if you really don't know much about the cannabis industry you only think that is joints dabs and nugs you know but everybody was there security the light guys like i remember the lights were in the middle and it was like so so bright you know what i'm saying yeah you had hlg you had hawthorne right there and then there was also well hawthorne owns lux you had all those lights all right in the same zone Yeah, it was dope. And then just seeing, like, the quality of the lights and, like, you know, this security cameras. uh, One person was there with the whole, um, uh, the, 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 you could just control your humidity in your room from your phone. You know, it was a. That was Canatrol. They were Canatrol. I got their sticker right there. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, like, it's awesome that this area was not only yes there was that stuff there but it's also everything else that entails that so yeah and that canon event was awesome yeah the times are changing um ben cohen was there from ben and jerry's he's starting a cannabis business everyone was not everyone but yeah yeah i seen him i had the little small one in the corner and i stopped was like hey that's cool i got a podcast coming out check me out you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get him on. It's, it's kind of like a goal. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a, a new form goal that I would like to have him on. So if this ever gets to his ears, you know what I'm saying? I'd like to have you on and talk about who you are. But yeah, man, it's it's great. Hold on, let me see what time we at. How, what was the vision behind Emerald Vision? What was the, the mentality behind it? Um, so I've been wanting to get into the legal cannabis industry since probably 2009 it's always been my dream so the laws changed and um been keeping an eye out for different properties and one day i was like perusing through 
uh, commercial properties on Zillow, and I found this building five minutes from my house, and uh, it's been one I always thought would be a perfect cannabis facility, and uh, it was for sale for an affordable amount of money, so I withdrew all of my uh, 401k, took out my home equity line of credit, and I bought the building. It's a 4,000 square foot wide open space that that was back in May throughout the course of the past year and a half. I've been building walls and just having all the plumbing and electrical done. So this has been a long time. And at this point, we have one flower room, one bedroom with two more rooms that are exactly the same size. So at peak capacity, we'll have four or four rooms and three of them will be flower rooms. Yeah. Harvesting every three weeks. Can I say that I've been there? Yeah, you can say you've been yeah. there. Okay, good. Because I've never been to a place like that. Like it is like, so like, I feel like your, your house sets the standard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we walked in the door, it smelled clean. You know what I'm saying? It it just been cleaned. It had very like I could eat out of here. You know what I'm saying? Vibes like I can. Not only can I grow and have dirt, but I can also have a meal right beside. You know what I'm saying? So it was real clean, and the lights and the the the, the lights were good. But the one thing that really besides the cannabis, like the stuff that you had, was just beyond gorgeous <laughs> but the 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 efficiency of all the the racks that you had like that was like really amazing did y'all you said did y'all do all that by yourself yeah all the um cannabis growing equipment we installed ourselves and um i learned about the racks one of the very few things that i took away from um cvd or cirrus they're out of burlington i was their head grower for two years so one of the few things that I took home other than learning from their mistakes was the racks, just how efficient those are at being able to grow on a commercial level and still have the ergonomics to take care of the plants and to do everything. Because you can cram a lot of plants in one room, but it's probably going to end up with just mids or you'll have problems with bugs or molds. So it was one of my standards to have everything ergonomic there. That way, nothing is a pain to take care of because, you know, it's like, you know why your top shelf of your cupboards is always dusty because you can't see it. It's hard to get at. So I may, I try to do everything at Emerald visions with ergonomics and I, that's awesome. And you've definitely like the amount of like the size of the nugs and the plant size. I mean, you have pretty tall plants, but your, your, your trim work and how, like I was, I still look at those pictures that I took there that day, and I'm like, man, like that's a goal. I got my one little plant downstairs, and I'm hoping that it looks like that. You know what I'm saying? So, you really, you know, kudos to you, and kudos. First of all, kudos to your parents, your dad, for even coming up with that concept, and good for you for, you know, what I'm saying, staying with it and producing something out of it, man. It could have. It's funny because you know. It could have went one of two ways, you know what I'm saying? And yours definitely had the better spin on it, you know? Yeah. So that's good. And also, uh, my wife's done, so you mentioned the trimming job on everything and how the leaves are all tight. And um, a lot of that, my wife's an incredible gardener. Oh, and she's awesome. When she first met me, she'd never grown really much of anything and yeah. definitely not cannabis, but she's starting to really catch on and it's becoming more intuitive to her and it's awesome. 
Just, just your whole family just just killing it man thank you <laughs> that's dope but uh we're gonna wrap it up man before we wrap it up i'm starting this thing i have only three questions right now but before i want to have a group of questions for everybody just to you know find out what your favorite things are you know what i'm saying so we're gonna ask you we're gonna call this the last three for right now so sativas or indicas uh, I prefer uh, Indica's actually. Just I like the more heady, like couch type high. But yeah, yeah within That's that, cool. I like uh, certain terpenes better as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. It's 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 dope that like the terpenes are. Yeah. You know, because growing up, we didn't know much about. We didn't know nothing about that. You know what I'm saying? It was like, hey, this looks good, and it, and it smoked, so boom, you know? But now, like, I'm starting to see, like, terpenes and the cannabinoids and, like, hey, getting it tested and everything. So, that man, all that's, that's great. Yeah, we'll be getting ours ter- uh, terpene tested. So on our website, you'll be able to find the terpene analysis of every crop, yeah, every cultivar. That's awesome. Um, Flower, uh, wax. Is wax and dabs the same? Yeah, I'd call it the okay, same. So yeah, so say... Wax is a dab, so is shatter and rosin and batter. There's so dabs is a general category. So okay. yeah, you're, so, you picked the right word. Okay. So flower, dabs, or vapes? I'll definitely pick flower any day over them, but I do enjoy a good concentrate, like a, a nice fresh froze press rosin and uh can just that's where you really get amazing flavor but i think that for me i for everyday smoking it would be just flour i take a little break a little piece of the bud and just kind of just one hit it then cash it out then pack another little ones that way the flavor is always there i'm kind of a snob so you saw my ashtray it's all (laughs) black stuff that you could still definitely get you high but that fresh first hit a little snap hit that's how you get ever all that flavor that's awesome so, Will, you know what I'm saying? That's what's going to be my next question. You know, uh, joints, I like blunts or bowls or a smoking accessory. You know what I'm saying? So so joints, blunts, or smoking accessory. My go-to is um, probably just a small glass pipe just because of the way I just like to take smaller hits. Um, I really like joints smoking with someone else because the – the social aspect of it, there's nothing better than a joint or a blunt. Then a blunt's like you need a few people, or I don't know. I like to just share it with more people. Like, no, nah, I can face one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love, I love me some blunts, especially the peach one. It's so nostalgic because growing up, I had a friend that I used to hang around, and he used to always like roll peach blunts. And so when when I when I when get some good bud and that that just the aroma, you get the peach off of it a little. Ah, oh, it's just so nostalgic. That yeah. just reminds me, actually, my favorite, I think, just it's such a a celebratory or just like a very special occasion thing to me is a backwoods blunt. Backwoods. Yeah, the berry one, honeyberry. <laughs> yeah, hey, it's funny because um, uh, Marlena came over one time and that's what she was rolling was a backwood. And that's kind of like how the question thing started. So thank you, Marlena, for smoking and, you know, getting my creativeness going. But yeah, man, that's awesome, man. So that's my three questions. So look, man, uh, tell us, tell them where to find you, man. Tell them, give them, give them, give them your, give them your, give them your rundown. So you can find us at Emerald Visions LLC on Instagram. That'll give you all the updates on our business. We also have uh, EmeraldVisionsLLC.com. But you'll be able to find us at 
Lamoille County Cannabis, somewhere on the mountain. Um, there's actually quite a few. I probably shouldn't just start name dropping one or two or else I'm going to forget one. So yeah, we'll be all over. Check out our website. We have a store locator right on our website and it'll be all over the state. So we were trying to make it easier for the consumer. It'd be easier for us just to sell to one or two retailers, but I want it all over the state. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, look, man, let me tell you, you do have some amazing flour and it comes from a cleaned place, you know, like a lot of the bud we got when we was kids, we didn't know where it came from. We just knew we was smoking it. But like, I can definitely attest to the gorgeousness of your buds, the way it tastes. Like you can tell you definitely know what you're doing. So thank you for all you're doing. Thank you. I just want to give a shout out to my buddy, Jim with East coast affiliates for getting me all these awesome genetics. And um, it's one of the things that really put us up, to a whole nother level with the quality of the genetics and the cultivars are just yeah he helped me a lot so he was a great guy that's awesome man thank you jim thank you man and also thank you everybody for tuning in it's been another episode of canisations uh you can find us on instagram canisations podcast and that's us so stay blazing and stay amazing everybody thanks for having me chris yeah you good all right yeah. man y'all be easy